As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. In every podcast, we'll be doing recaps of individual episodes of one Marvel show and one DC show until we catch up to them or some supervillains shut us all down. My name is Scott McGregor, and I'm the fastest podcaster alive. That's what she said. And I'm Chris Tyler, one of your agents of cool. To bring you this podcast, we each have to become someone else. We each have to become something else. Two, two, three. Was the time of the preacher when the story began of the choice of a lady and the love of a man? How he loved her so dearly. He went out of his mind When she left him for someone She left behind There ain't gonna be no sushis, chimichangas, or pizza pie No nothing until you boys march up that hill And drag that preacher out of my church Hello and welcome to Weekly Heroics, the Two True Freaks podcast on all things uh, comic book and superhero TV. I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Tyler, a.k.a. the Hair Metal Hero, and I am joined as always by my cohort in this venture, Scott 2.0, Mr. Scott McGregor. Hello, hello, hello. All right, so we are back with another uh, recap and discussion of the latest episode of Preacher. This was episode eight, wasn't it? Or? Episode eight. So there's okay. two more episodes left after this one. The title of episode eight is El Valero. And I'm not sure what that means. Probably means the Valero, but I don't know what Valero <laughs> means. Um, so, uh, my, my four years of Spanish isn't, isn't it letting it come to me. You so. know what? I've got Google open. I'm going to yeah. type in what what is the meaning? What, what Valero? What does that mean? I need to. We need to know this. Yeah. Valero. What? That's. No, not no, the get, Yeah, now I'm all getting this. Is uh, <laughs> it's preacher reviews. Valero meaning in English. Okay, there we go. Uh, a combining form, also used adjectively, indicating uh, indicating derivation from or relation to valerian or some of its products, as valeric acid, as in valero acid, valero lactone, a colorless oily liquid produced by. Uh, okay, this is not helping here. No. <laughs> but, <clears throat> let's see. We'll we'll try one more here. Um, I guess it's just a name. Okay, that was all for not. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, coming back. I think to it was just, maybe side. maybe it was just a Spanish sounding word that the writers decided to pull out of their ass. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. It has to mean something, though. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. We start the latest episode, uh, and my notes are all over the place, so bear with me, folks. Well, we've already pretty much exposed ourselves to being horribly, horribly unprepared for this, as usual. So. Yes, 
Go Biggie. The level of quality you have come to expect. Yeah, well, I've been sick, and, and Hero did Guns N' Roses last night, so there, there are four excuses. <laughs> You'll have to pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so the, uh, the beginning of the episode, um, wildly out of left field, uh, is a, you don't know it at first, but it is a flashback to the Quincannon family get-together in Vale, and while the entire Quincannon family, minus Odin, who decided to stay home uh, and do his um, disgusting work, I believe one of the family members puts it as, uh, their ski lift snaps and they all die. Uh, we find a younger Odin Quincannon in his office with presumably, and it is to be the case, the uh, remains yeah. of his entire family yeah. in wooden crates in his office. We get really dark here um, as John Custer, Jesse's dad, uh, is meeting with Odin Quincannon, and this is ties back into an earlier flashback <clears throat> where uh, Jesse steals the, um, the ashtray from the the Quincannon uh, office. It's the same time. Uh, but we get to see what was actually inside that office at that time. And it is Odin Quincannon holding Guts. a <laughs> intestine of <clears throat> an animal and the intestine of a human being in front of John Custer saying, there's no difference here, preacher. Everything's just meat. There's no soul. There's nothing. You need to you need to leave and you need to tell the people you need to denounce God, and um, with that, uh, John Custer leaves and Jesse looks in at the horrific scene that's inside the office as we cut to the credits. He's got to give a uh, well golf clap to Jackie Earl Haley on that one. He just really sold oh, yeah. that he, sold that yeah. scene big time. Yeah. So then we get into the crux of the episode here. Um, and basically, uh, we already know what's coming. Um, Odin and his men are marching towards the church in, uh, in an attempt to take it per the verbal agreement that he and Jesse had made after um, Odin went to church several episodes ago. Um. What also happens at this time while they're charging up is uh, Jesse hears something from underneath the floor that he's been digging up, and he pulls Eugene out, presumably out of hell. Uh, <laughs> Eugene is thirsty, and uh, Jesse continues to talk to him and tell him that he was right about everything, about the word being a, a cheat, it's not real, and everything that Eugene had said was true, and that Jesse has really kind of cocked this up, so he's going to get in touch with the, uh, you know, he said he's, he's going to be done with the word. Yeah. At this time, Eugene says, oh, the, the two guys that were in the motel, and this triggers Jesse to say, I never told you about any guys in any hotel. And so we find out that this vision of Eugene that we've been seeing since the beginning of this episode is really all just in Jesse's head. It's kind of like... Uh... <laughs> It immediately made me think of Battlestar Galactica and like Head Six. I don't know yeah, if you're is, a BSG fan or not, but this is uh, <laughs> this is the uh, yes the ramblings of or the brain ramblings of a very distraught Jesse. 
uh, who's clearly in a lot of guilt about what's been going on. Um, one thing that did stick out to me during this scene particularly was when Jesse asks uh, Eugene how he got out of hell and he says, well, you called me and, you know, I I dug out and uh, Jesse says, you dug your way out of hell with your bare hands and Eugene says, it's not that far. Yeah, that, like, that actually sent a little chill down my spine. That though. was, yeah, that was a very striking line. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this kid playing Eugene is excellent. He really is, yeah. Uh, yeah. He has the the naivete and the and the sweetness of the Eugene that's in the comics. Um, but I, I believe that kid just came out of hell when they first started that. Absolutely, scene. It was I, like well, that's what they've been leading to. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, we have a, a slight cut over to Mayor Person talking to uh, oh, what the hell is her name? Emily. Emily. Jesus. Let's call her Plain Jane. She's Plain Jane. You know. Uh, to Emily, <laughs> and uh, he says. Um, you know, the Quincannon has come to take the church, and Emily says, all right, that's not, I need to go over there. So she bombs off and uh, leaves her kids with uh, the mayor and says, take them to school. So she's going to be at the scene of where all this is going on. Uh, there are several, uh, it's basically a siege for the next major portion of the episode. And it is um, Jesse first repelling several of Quinn Cannon's men that we don't actually get to see. We see it all from the outside of the church. But we do see all of the uh, Quinn Cannon meat men. Um, that's what online sources are calling them. Yeah. Um, I'm using that. I'm stealing it. It's great. <laughs> uh, they all leave, and they all had the shit beat out of them. <clears throat> and Donnie asked them, you know, what did he say to you? He said, nothing. He just beat the shit out of you. Know, yeah. and he, so Jesse's got all their weapons. Uh, <clears throat> They go in for a second attack, and at this point, Jesse has their weapons, so he's up in the bell tower of the church, pegging people. Not killing them, he's winging them. Yeah. Um, and uh, the last guy that goes up is one that was uh, really excited by the thought of a food court that's going to be going into yeah, the new yeah. hacking process. He's rocking the bayonet and everything. Yeah, he's got, yeah I mean, it, it, a lot of them are dressed in uh, Confederate greys. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> they... Um, he goes charging up with the chain of food court, food court, and then uh, we cut to everybody else who's already turned tail, watching this guy walk back, uh, quietly, slowly, um, <laughs> kind of his clutching hands. his hands up against his chest, and uh, he just casually walks up and says, "Preacher shot my dick off." Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, hell the, of a shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, hell of a shot. Really, uh, doesn't hurt too much. Um, <laughs> Keeping the dark tone of the comic yeah. clearly where, where it should be, um, and that's based. That was par for the course in the comics. There'd be uh, dicks getting blown off, sure, and any any obscenity you can all sorts of imagine. bizarre, vile stuff. Um, so uh, eventually, it gets to the point where uh, oh, I, I did forget to mention it when you when uh, Jesse did uh, believe that Eugene was back, he called. Uh, Sheriff Root to let him know his son was yeah. back. So eventually, Sheriff Root, the meat men, and most of the town are now outside of the church watching this standoff. Odin decides that they'll have one more go at a standoff, and um, you know they'll do it at night. They'll try to flank them. Um, at this time, Donnie walks away from the group, goes over to his car, puts his head inside of the trunk, and closes the door. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what the hell's going on here. 
and uh, he pulls out his revolver, and you hear it go off. Yeah, I thought he. My first thought is okay. <laughs> that suggestion for him to kill himself is finally coming to fruition. Yeah, not so fast. Um, so before there can be a final standoff, uh, Jesse says that he wants to speak to the agents, and uh, Sheriff Root knows who it is. He's talking about the the two angels. The two angels show up. Uh, he says, "All right, I'll give you back Genesis." Um, and uh, he does have to uh, word them back into the church because he did tell them to stay away from him. Yeah, I'm glad they're... They go in, they pull out the, you know, they're lugging their big trunk with the music box in it. They pull that all out, they lay Jesse down, they get the coffee can on him, they're playing the thing, uh, you know, the angels singing, wink and blink it and nod to him. Wink and blink and nod one night, sailed off in a word and shoot. Sailed on a river of crystal light into a sea of dew. Where are you going and what do you wish? The old moon asked the free. We've come to fish for the herring fish that lives in this beautiful sea. And... He does uh, end up losing. Uh, the Genesis goes out of him, goes into the coffee can. And uh, he agrees to do this deal with them because uh, the angel said that there is a way to get a person out of hell. Um, so after Genesis has been contained, Jesse says, all right, now you got to help me get my friend out of hell. And they're like, well, there's, you know, it's very difficult, and we didn't actually agree to help you yeah, with we'll it. We'll get back to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at this point, Jesse's not too happy. Um Feeling the frustration that's going on in the situation, Genesis bursts out of its can of old-timer and back into Jesse. The agents leave saying, all right, got to go with the other option. Um, and I'm pretty sure that option is the saint of killers that they're yeah. talking about. Um, at this time, Jesse's not too happy. He's been boozing the whole time, too. He's pretty distraught. Um, and at this point, Donnie sneakily walks into the church. And uh, he's got his gun raised at Jesse. And uh, Jesse really doesn't put up any sort of fight. He just says, all right, you know what? I've got it coming. Just do it. And then we see Donnie turn his head and see that he's bleeding from the ears. Yeah. So uh, good old Donnie, not as stupid as he looks, deafened himself so that he could go in and go toe-to-toe with Jesse because he's not going to be able to hear the word. uh, Jesse gets cold-cocked by him. And uh, at this point, he wakes up, and he's in front of Donnie, Odin, and the Meat Men. And uh, Odin's like, well, you know, you fought a good fight and everything. Here's the papers. You're going to sign over your church to me. Let's get this all done. We're all set. And Jesse said, but, you know, you said you were going to serve God. And Odin says, I am serving God devoutly. I'm serving the God of meat, the God of what is tangible. So they are pulling in the meat God. This is, like, great. When he dropped that line, like, this is great. Um, Jesse asks for one more week before he has to hand over the church. He says, all right, I understand what you're saying. Um, I'm going to get God here, and I'm going to make him answer to us. So, all right, finally they're getting to this point of the story. Uh, so apparently Odin agrees. Um, well, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, He's led away in the chopper uh, after that. Yeah. So... Um, so um, we do the end. The episode does end with Jesse in the back of Sheriff Root's car, and the townsfolk. A lot of them are just 
sort of there, but there are a lot of townsfolk that are saying, we're sinners, you need to save us, and uh, the cop crowd pulls away. Now, there is a smaller portion in this episode that does have a little bit with Tulip, and it's Tulip at a dog pound, and yeah. she rescues a dog named Brewski, takes him home, and um, she hugs the dog dearly, opens up a door in her house, um, the dog goes in, and you hear it being devoured. In case we were uh, wondering where Cassidy went yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty clear that she rescued Cassidy and uh, is going to be bringing uh, <clears throat> animals to uh, to eat. Yeah, I'll tell you, what, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I, I saw did not her. see I mean, it coming Jesse either. has a dog later in the comics, and I was actually instantly disappointed that it wasn't like a little terrier type thing like it is in the comics, but... Yeah, I'm just like, well, this is cool, you know, she's getting a dog, whatever, and it just didn't even, I feel bad, because Cass wasn't even, you know, didn't even think about him at first, so, sorry about that, Cass. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair with Jesse, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Um... Well, there was one other point that I did want to raise. Now I can't remember. Well, the what the was last that. scene was this little mysterious thing that they've spoken oh, yes, a couple that's right. episodes. Stinger. Uh, that, that's happened <clears throat> like once or twice before. And it's uh, this mysterious... I don't know if it's a boiler room, but it's a, it's a room that is clearly designed for the monitoring of some sort of pressure somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and there is a worker in there. When the pressure gets too high, he vents everything. So... Um, this is clearly going to be uh, Chekhov's boiler room. Um, yeah. <laughs> so something's going to end up happening here. Um, the last, I think, line of dialogue that really struck me in this episode <clears throat> is when Fior and DeBlanc are speaking to Jesse before they, he's going to give them the word. And uh, he's still telling them, you know, I feel like, you know, why isn't God, if God wouldn't have done this to me if he didn't want me to have this power. And the angels still aren't forthcoming about what's really going yeah. on in heaven. Um but they do make a point and say, um, you know, you've been given this power and what good have you done with it? Yeah, yeah. Which is, that's true. I mean, what good has he done with it? Well, he's been like point? attempting these little small things in the town, but I think they're indicating it's like, well, why haven't you cured fucking cancer yet or something? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, lots to digest in this one. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, it. <sighs> It could almost be seen as a filler episode, other than the fact that <coughs> it is following up on the Eugene storyline and clearly how upset Jesse is with himself. It's following up and barreling towards any sort of conclusion with Odin Quinn Cannon and tying back into that previous episode where Jesse was younger and out with his dad. And um, yeah, opening scene was great. His stuff with uh, with head Eugene was pretty awesome. I have some kind of bad nitpicks with this. I just thought it was. A, I, I got thinking about this a little more today and that you, you can sometimes see some of these more ambitious shows, you know, you can see where they're like, oh, shit, we have no special effects budget for this one. <laughs> what are we going to do? We have a gunfight to do. And so we get, like, a bunch of stuff off screen, and it's it's kind of very alarming because they've given us such great action scenes earlier on in the season. And well, it, it does lead up to, you know, what happened in the church. Did he use the word to stop them all? No, he just beat the shit out of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. I mean, we've already seen that Jesse is no stranger to handling himself. Yeah. Um, but it's it at least is showing that they aren't totally abandoning what Odin Quinn Cannon is from the comic books. And... I honestly don't think that they'll get to the the 
what we want to see, but it's, it might uh, be honestly, something to that effect. If they, but the fact that they're at least acknowledging that he does worship meat in whatever sense you want to take that, whether it's meat that you eat or anything that is actually on the earth, yeah, uh, which is is fine. I think he was just declaring it metaphorically, like I'm an atheist, basically, you know, and so your God doesn't have any sway over me. <laughs> Kind of like you, you don't believe in it, it doesn't work type thing on a fright night. Regardless of the state of Custer's mental faculties, taking church land, with all due respect, that church is holy ground. No, Sheriff. That church is nothing more than wood and paint and bits of colored glass. It's a lie, Sheriff, and I'm going to tear it down peg by peg. Again, you do have to be specific with what you say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more... Um, you know, Sheriff Root talks about he how he's had his ups and downs with his kid, but he doesn't know what he'd do without him. Yeah. That is not the Sheriff Root from the comic book. The Sheriff Root from the comic book is so much a beyond cartoony interpretation of a small-minded yeah. <laughs> uh, southern sheriff that I can understand why they changed that a bit. Um I like it. I like that they're making him a little more. I mean, he was a supreme asshole at one point, but they've they've kind of shown he has some humanity to him. He loves his son, and so yeah, I like that. He's a sympathetic character now, which yeah, means I mean, he'll probably it, still die badly. So, well, that if that same pillars <laughs> is coming, then um, yeah, you know, something's going to happen. Um, but uh, the fact that Jesse is now saying I'm going to get God down here to answer to everybody and if he doesn't then I'll denounce him on the spot uh, that's that's the crux that I've been waiting for now he doesn't know that God there's no way it's going to happen because God's off doing yeah. whatever God's doing but the fact that that is now burning in his mind that's like that's his story it, it took us eight episodes to get to this yeah. point probably should have been at about episode four but um yeah, they're leading to the big climax. I mean, whatever's going to happen in the next two is going to be what sends them on the road. And, yeah, I kind of wish we'd – I guess it wasn't realistic to think that they'd get on the road before the end of the season. But, yeah, it's time to get the fuck out of Anvil because things are getting a little stale well, here. I'm, I'm <laughs> getting the feeling that church is going kaboom. By the oh, yeah. Yeah, probably, probably everything. I said if, if uh, yeah, a checkoff's boiler room is any indication I think we're going to, because we've seen the little vent before in an earlier episode, Yeah, you know, and the sinkholes are happening, so that's all been leading to something. Um, Speaking of Chekhov's items, uh, I think there might be another one that's been a running theme. I I read, I have to attribute this to another review I read, and then the light bulb went off in my head, but one of the main writer on this, I think the main showrunner, used to be... uh, uh, one of the main writers for Breaking Bad, and I know you haven't seen Breaking Bad, but he had a very specific motif in that of uh, just checkoff stuff. You know, he had the, like early on in Breaking Bad, there was this pink teddy bear that kept showing up in like flashbacks, or actually flash forwards in some respects. And, you know, so you knew that was going to eventually, you know, come into play somewhere. And the mascot, apparently, has been in every episode, even if it's been just, like, walking by in a scene. Oh. So the mascot is, is going to play into it somehow if this guy stays true to his colors. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, we, that, that whole panoramic shot of the, the show on the townspeople there outside the church and you just see the mascot. Yeah. It's like I could see that, I could see that totally being in the comic. You know, I could just see a two-page spread of the entire town. Yeah. Yeah. 
Steve Dillon, and it's just like, yeah, I could see how weird he would have drawn it. Yeah, totally, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's going to, you know, either he'll be some kind of catalyst for horrible deaths or, or the explosion or whatever happens, but we'll see the mascot, you know. I actually had this crazy theory that maybe the mascot is God, that he's kind of been hanging around watching stuff, and he will make an appearance, you know, and oh, just okay. be like, screw you, leave me alone, and go away. Oh, I think if they have that confrontation with God this early, that's going to kill a lot of the dramatic tension. Yeah, but but I mean, they kind of he does pop up pretty early in the comics too. Um, yeah, but not, I, not to Jesse, but and I won't spoil the comics, but yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's 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 clear that they're going to go where the the comics went in terms of that narrative focus, and again, it's what I've been bitching about the whole season. It it needed to have been more established up front. I mean, I understand that they're letting us get to know the characters and the intricacies of everything, but two episodes left, uh, something's going to blow up, <laughs> and I'm sure the saint is coming. Whether or not he has a large presence or if you know the end of the season is him arriving, I don't know. Um, but it's uh, it seems like narratively it's going to go where I, I was expecting it to go. It's just taking them a lot of loops and swoops to get there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess it looks like Jesse just let Cass to roast, apparently, last last episode. So I don't even know if he picked him up and threw him inside. We Well, we don't know. What do you yeah. want, I mean, what, what was left of... Cassidy after he burnt yeah, himself. Tulip made know. sure to get a very big dog for him. That's all. It was. <laughs> it was kind of horrible. I honestly didn't see that coming. It was just like, oh no, 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 you're not gonna. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I'm the kind of guy. You know, I never kill a dog, man. It's just, I can you watch you slaughter a hundred human beings, but you touch an animal, and I'm just like, oh. Maureen's the same way. Yeah. So I, this, if I even, <laughs> if I even suggest watching this show now. If we get to that, she's gonna not be happy. I love me some hounds too, man. That was that was hard. Yeah, because I'm sitting there going initially, why the hell is Tulip getting a dog? Yeah, well, I figured just she's got nothing to do. Maybe she's lonely, wanting to pat, and you know, yeah. And I was too busy being angry that it wasn't the dog in the comics that ends up being Jesse's later, and I, so that's why I just didn't even think that she was gonna feed it to Cassie. <laughs> well, it does help him heal. Yep. Oh, man. So she could have gone and stolen a pig from a farm or something, though. I just <laughs> she's in cattle country. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <come> on. <laughs> yeah, that's um, oof, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> Guys getting their wiener shot off. I'm okay with the yeah. dog. No, that's that's sad. I shot my dick off. Doesn't hurt too bad. But I still think they they, they might have miscalculated their special effects budget because we should have at least seen one shot of a crispy freaking Cassidy or maybe a. You know, a burnt to a crisp arm coming out. The yeah, universe. I guess that's just pull, pulling out the drama there. Like, you know, what's going to happen to him? Maybe he'll be partially reformed. Yeah. You know, the next time we see him, he won't be, you know, back to full Cassidy. You know, maybe he's going to be something like out of uh, the first Hellraiser when Frank's putting himself yeah. back together. I don't know. That'd be neat. We have such sights to show you. I still think it would have been cool if he dug down into, you know, Quinn Cannon's meat supplies or something like that, and he ends up eating all of it or something. That would have been fun, but yeah. uh, alas, alack, that is not to be. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's definitely a reckoning coming. I don't know. I, I thought the other nitpick I had with this one, I thought it was kind of badly edited. Uh, particularly yeah. fight scenes, it was very, and it even seemed like, 
you had one scene where there was like twice as many people running back from the church as ran to the church, and it was just seemed like it might have been badly plotted or just no one was really too much of a stickler on continuity in that <laughs> in those scenes. Because uh, I swear, I'll go back and watch it a couple times, but I swear, like, there were, like, maybe a dozen people running at the church, and there's, like, 30 coming back, and, you know, maybe we just didn't see the, the second wave or something, I guess, but it just, yeah. uh, and I I said I'm over picky on stuff like that because I have some experience editing stuff, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, video, and so I, I notice things probably more than other people, but I don't know, so if no one else noticed it, don't listen to me. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Uh, Don't nitpick. I'm the nitpicker. Yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm still not gonna stop watching it. It's oh, uh, no one's getting out of hell till we get what we came for. It's it's one of those things. At least they're getting to where they they really should have been by now. It's just taking them a really damn long time. I wonder if the uh, the focus might even be more not necessarily on making God accountable as making God you know, get Eugene out of hell for him or something. That might be the main mm. reason he goes after him. Or, um, I said, I'm pretty sure however it happens, we're going to see the death of most of the people in the town in the next couple episodes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It just felt yeah. a little clunky. I don't know. I haven't, haven't enjoyed the last two episodes as much as I have the rest of the show so far. And I'm hoping that writes itself by next week. Yeah, there's a... Uh... There's definitely some stuff that's going to go down. <laughs> Who knows what it'll be? Oh, uh, what else did I add? I had one more little... No, I guess I'm good. Okay. It was a good yeah, episode. I don't, I don't have too much to say on it either. It was, uh, you know... I mean, a lot of the episodes have been like that. There's one major idea, and it doesn't really take a lot to talk about it, because... Just a lot of nice little moments. I mean, there wasn't a lot that went on. It didn't move the plot that far, but I mean, a lot of nice little moments between characters. Like I said, the Eugene and Jesse stuff was awesome, and Quinn Cannon in the beginning was just frankly kind of frightening. And uh, (laughs) yeah, Jack Hero Haley loves, he he does the crazy eyes well, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you got to see a preview of next week, but it definitely had like a a flash of the saint and, and, and. well, I think the preview almost like showed preview for the next two, kind of, and it was just kind of a big montage of stuff, and it was the saint and something bad happening to Sheriff Root, so that may still happen. Oh, know. boy. Um, and <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so fingers crossed for that, you know, that completely horrible thing. <laughs> it's completely for, awesome. For sadists, thing. yeah. Alright, we're making short and short yeah, short and sweet this week and I can still not breathe out of my nose, so it's probably a good thing. So <laughs> always sound horrible. But summer no, colds are so much fun. Yeah, and, and, I had some sinus issues yeah. myself this past week. We're about so. to get into like high nineties for the next three days that uh kick up the pollen and my allergies pretty well. So pray for me, listeners. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and uh I, just be jealous of this man here because you got to see GNR last night. So. Oh yeah, Air Metal Hero out there rocking for for, for all of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. I guess we'll wrap it for another week. Uh, wrap it, tap it, <laughs> wrap it twice. <laughs> yeah. All right, bye, folks. Weekly heroics. See ya. Email in.
Yeah, weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. I didn't check it before we went on, but I'm pretty sure none of you have written yet. So, If you have written in, we'll read the emails. Absolutely. So keep those cards and letters coming. Yes. <laughs> Night, Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, preacher. Hold the crown my ass. Too bad.